Uh, so I I can't I still can't I can't believe that I just whiffed on the <laughs> you called and I was like in the middle of something. I'm like, why the, why is Rick fucking calling me like 45 minutes before <laughs> I need to be there. Like, shut up. Why are you? And and then I got the text. And I was like, what do you mean? Why aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> Just at that heart sink moment. It, it definitely did. And then I was like, hey, buddy. <laughs> you sure we're not all supposed to be seeing it at seven? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn it. Did you go to the AMC or the... I uh, went to the one next to us. Okay. And... uh, Had a shitty seat. (laughs) The only seats left available were the handicap seats. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And so we took the handicap seats. Okay. Um, There were no handicap people there that needed those seats. And they were the last two seats in the theater. So I assume that that was fine. Ours wasn't nearly that full. But granted, it's also a much shittier theater with the exception of the fact it has a bar. Um, I mean, our I, thing, like our, a little I also I also checked the other showings, right? Because I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I want to see the seven, but it's looking so packed. Yeah, let me check the seventh. So I checked it like every single showing at at the theater at the yeah. theater near us mm-hmm. was like sold out, sold out. Oof. Like there would be like one seat here and one seat here yeah. that wasn't mm-hmm. taken, but almost the entire thing was packed mm-hmm. full. And even even with it being close to us, uh, still showed up late. <laughs> uh, I, of course, I took, you I always Sarah, do. I, we were in the middle I, of something. That's why I, 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 I told Sarah. I told Sarah. I was like, "Hey, follow my lead." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "We're. I paid for these seats. I'm not waiting in line to show my ticket stubs." <laughs> and so I took her out and. The guy was like, tickets, tickets, tickets. And I was like, "Ah," and I just walked past him. (laughs) And the level of not giving a shit that every employee of a movie theater has, Mm -hmm. if you just walk confidently past them, Mm -hmm. is equal and astronomical. (laughs) Like, nobody cares. They don't have any. They're like, I don't don't give a shit. Fine. (laughs) It's like the go-to place for your first job. Yeah. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And yeah. And there's no bonus in dealing with that. Like, there's no, like, they don't, like, hand you extra money for keeping people out of the theater they're not supposed to be in. Right. Speaking of getting extra money for keeping people out of the theater. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm an analyst here in Nashville. And you're bad and, at segues uh, tonight. And uh, <laughs> I'm not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville. And I am a surprise T-Rex. I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm an, I'm an anarchist. And we're opinionated. And tonight we're doing our first impressions of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out in 2023, currently has a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, is written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan, and directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kent Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. It stars Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Oscar Isaac, Jake Johnson, and many others. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. So, just so everyone knows, because the title is... I don't think that this Spider-Verse title does a great job of distinguishing it from the previous <laughs> Spider-Verse right, title. Right. It's kind of like 
Spider-Man Spider-Verse, and this one is Spider-Man Different Spider-Verse. <laughs> like, not great at the same. This is the second of the like animated Miles Morales Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to do a first impressions, which means that the first uh, few minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes of our review is going to be spoiler-free in case you want to go see it uh, and you just want to know what we think if we recommend. Uh, and then there's going to be a brief break, and we're going to give you a heads up, and we'll come back in with all of our spoiler thoughts. So... I'll get us started off by saying that I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that the trailers for this movie did not spoil much. The gist of it was there's a bunch of spider guys and one of them is mad. <laughs> I would argue that, at least from in my opinion, for what I want from, from a trailer, it did spoil too much. Like, I would think this would have been better if I didn't know that like the spider guys were going to get mad at him. I think if they'd stuck mm. to like they worked together and then that was a surprise, I think it would have hit harder. But overall, I was very excited going into this. I, watched, I was as well. I watched the the first one yesterday just to prep for this, and I never do that unless we're doing like mm. a mm-hmm. unless um, we're doing like a theme a month where yeah, we're exactly. watching it coming up to it. Yeah. Exactly. I never ever do that, and I did that just because I hadn't seen that one in a long time, and I really loved it, and it held up to all of my my previous recollection of it. That is still the a first fantastic one. Did. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, Caleb, did you? See, I don't know if you were on the podcast yet when we watched the first one. Have you seen the first of the Miles so. Morales Spider Man? <laughs> if you didn't, it probably doesn't make that much sense. <laughs> I have seen the first one. Okay. Of the Miles Morales saga, I did not watch the trailer because I just don't watch trailers of sure, movies anymore. Sure, sure, sure. So I had no idea what I was getting into this time. Okay. And I'd actually disagree with you because, as far as like not knowing what you're getting into, sure. Because this movie starts kind of like the first one did, where it's like, you know, you've got a little bit of like comic book flip, and then mm-hmm. he goes, Hi, I'm Miles Morales. I'm the only Spider Man in this yeah. universe, and here's my story, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And so you get a little bit of a recap of the first movie sure. through that, and, and it takes like 60 seconds, then it's done, and it's on to what's happening in yeah. this movie. Right. And so I, I, it helps having seen the last one. It gets, you're already more attached to some of the characters, especially like his family and that yeah. kind of thing. Mm. But I don't think it's necessary to be able to enjoy this movie. Maybe. Well, I don't, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll go ahead and say I was not very impressed with this movie. Really? I don't think it was very good. I think you're out of your mind. We'll, we'll talk about it. I, yeah. I, I think without saying too many too much of this spoilers because we're not going to spoil sure, it right sure, now. Sure. I think this movie suffers a lot from Back to the Future Two syndrome. Um, I think it is trying to do too much with what it's got, and it's also not trying to do enough in some ways. And so the problem is with a middle chapter when you know you're making a middle chapter after you made a real banger of a first movie mm. is it's very tempting to go overboard in some directions and to not do enough so you still have stuff to uh, save for your third you know, big final act there. Sure. And I it's think the second movie, movie of a trilogy. Yeah, and I think that this movie Most fell into that it. trap in a, in several ways, which I'll get into more like as we get into spoilers. But that, that's interesting um, because I think when you describe that being too cluttered and not having too much, but also not doing enough with it mm-hmm. in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, my mind instantly goes to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Three, <laughs> right? Where you've got Sandman, you've got Venom, you've got Hobgoblin, you got a dance of, number. Yeah, you got all this in the and that screams like too much and not enough. Yeah, and I and I. Don't get that from this movie. I really enjoyed it, and I thought that the movie had me hooked the entire time, and I was like just waiting for it didn't feel too crowded with stuff that 
didn't relate enough mm. like in Spider-Man yeah. 3. It's not that it doesn't necessarily relate. Again, it'll it'll be easier once we're talking spoilers. Sure, sure, and I don't sure, want to sure. get too too deep into that. What do you guys think of the style of the art in this one? Cuz it's we we see a little bit of of odd differences in the previous movie, but this one really gets out there with some of what it tries to do I, with the the like I don't know there wasn't a spider pig this time <laughs> well there was he was just not a big part he, he was there briefly I didn't see him at all There's, yeah he was there in the last scene when the in, um, oh he nah, came back at the last second yeah sorry in the, in the first in the first movie I really liked the the varied art style and how it feels weird to say that the animated movie was animated, yeah. but but you get what I mean when mm-hmm. like they they weren't afraid to do like weird color splashes and yeah. and it they didn't just like it wasn't just a very flat animated movie like, right yeah there was a lot of expression not just through the characters' faces but yeah. through just like oh and here's like a jolt of what you'd what you'd get from honestly from comic books where yeah. like someone gets punched and it's not just a punch but there's like all the effects of it the, coming around the right? one that comes to mind from the first one is there's a moment where miles is falling out of the sky and it's got him going woo mm-hmm. and like yeah. as the and like across the buildings and that that's a really fun moment and there's a lot of that in that first movie and i really well, liked i would it. say that like we you have these different art styles but it's like they're jumping uh, i guess archetypes uh, they're jumping styles and they're like landing in the middle of each one of them. Like this one is solidly in comic book territory. Mm-hmm. This one is solidly in Japanese territory. This yeah. one is solid in monochromatic territory. Right. This one is straight up cartoony because we have spider pig over here. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you could say that they expounded upon that perhaps to a fault. They yeah, certainly I, pulled I would the say curtain it is back. Definitely to a fault. I, I liked it more in this movie. In the first one, mm-hmm. there was no. some there was some way of animating where <laughs> it felt like there were scenes where they intentionally didn't animate it at the same frame rate as a normal movie, where some of the movements felt like jittery and stuttered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, they definitely go more overboard with the very stylistic, like jumps in in expression and yeah. type of animation mm-hmm. but it felt a lot cleaner to me i cannot imagine a world in which you would say this movie looks cleaner this movie it didn't feel like it was stuttering nearly as much i, I i'm not real sure what you meant by stuttering because i didn't ca- really catch that in the first one so i maybe i i just am not following along with the specifics and, like mean, in the first like, one it's like if you watched a like a stop motion movie mm-hmm. and like there's just kind of that jittery where no matter how much they do try and do the stop motion they're never going to get like the perfectly smooth sure. f- like 60 fps or whatever sure. hmm. and there but, were a couple moments in this that stood out to me where i observed that it was jittery kind of like you're saying well, not in this new one. I was I didn't really? notice that in the new one. I noticed that in the old one. See, this new one there are there's a specific uh universe in particular that really did this, but there's a lot in this where the animation becomes overpowering and I am distracted by it instead of being in the moment and watching the movie. And so it it attracts attention to it. You know how sometimes like a soundtrack in a movie will attract too much attention to itself and you sure. will stop paying attention to the movie and start paying attention to the song that's playing when you shouldn't be? Like that happens a lot for me in this movie. I can see where and why that would happen. It didn't impact me the same way, I hmm. think. That's I think that uh, was part of the experience in this film. Like it was. the art styles as part of it and the fact that they're varied so intentionally in ways that could be thought of as jarring if not for how they are executed. The right. soundtrack is also prominently featured in this. And in the first movie, if you, as Rick, you watched it just the other day, like yeah. isn't in the very 
beginning of it is you're immediately into the soundscape because Miles is like wearing the headphones and yeah. everything, right? I the, think that that's part of what these movies do intentionally. Well, I mean, well, that's, they, they, it is definitely intentional. I just don't think it works. I think that they are they are overpowering their own story with their artistic attempts. And I, I think I, I could I can see where you'd get that. For me, I thought that it enhanced a lot of the scenes where it was happening because a lot of what was going on with the wild and crazy animation was directly related to what was going on in the scene. And so when you've got, I, I forget what the angry Spider-Man's name is. It's like Spider-Man Spider 2099 oh, Miguel. or something. Yeah, 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 Miguel. When Miguel is chasing Spider-Man around, mm -hmm. the animation often gets a really hectic. And, yeah. you, and, and it's, it definitely could be jarring, but for me in those mo moments, the feeling that, that an animation gave mm -hmm. fit, fit well within what was happening in the scene, and so it was amplifying it. And, and the same happened in a lot of other scenes when you've got emotional moments between characters. Mm -hmm. They'll often do really wild things with the animation, mm -hmm. but, it, but it goes along with those emotions, and you know, someone might be feeling nervous or anxious, and then that gets reassured by another character, and so the animation goes from being... And kind of an anxiety-inducing style of animation to something right. more calm and subdued there's, as the emotion of the scene changes. And I appreciated that. There's only one character where I would say their character animation doesn't work for me. And I'm, it's difficult for me to separate okay. well, whether and, or not the character animation is what's bothering me about that character or just the fact that I fucking hate the character. Um, but And we'll talk about that specifically sure. in the spoilers. But I mean, in specific universes... They have di like for every universe they have a different art style. Yes. There's sometimes that's a subtle difference. Sometimes it's not. But like it is. Uh, there, there are there's a specific universe and a specific big emotional moment that was completely ruined for me by how they were doing the backgrounds in it. Okay, um, and we'll 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 talk about that. I'm interested to see if we're thinking of the same one. <laughs> we might be. We might. I mean, because, it might, might have worked one, for you. There's one that I really liked, and it definitely was like, oh, it's it's getting weird and trippy now. Mm. Um, we might be then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you um, guys think of the soundtrack in this one? Like Caleb said, the the first one had a was really like a really great soundtrack. For I, me, this one faded more into the background in a lot of scenes. Mm -hmm. I still appreciated it when I noticed it, but in the first in the first one, mm -hmm. there's like. I mean, we like. I started listening to the soundtrack as I was driving around, yeah. and I and I don't think that's going to happen with this movie. Mm -hmm. There was nothing about it that stood out. Like like you said, sometimes the soundtrack of a movie takes you out of the movie. Yeah, I didn't have that here, mm -hmm. but it also didn't. It it wasn't like, oh man, I'm you know this is a list yeah. full of bangers. I'm going to listen to all of them, right? <laughs> yeah, that's for the... me. The soundtrack was one that I could see myself actually listening to on the car okay. because. I recall enjoying the last one, but this one jumped out at me as like, no, I want these songs on my playlist of like pop music. Sure, 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 sure. I, I think that for me, I'm much more in your camp, Josh. I, it really faded back into me. And I was sad about that. I was hoping to get like, when, sometimes when I go to a new movie, it's sort of like when I go to a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm hoping to like find some new songs <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. And I really want that. Mm -hmm. But that didn't really happen for me in this one. I was a little sad about it. I agree. Uh, I We've talked about the animation. We talked about the music. Uh, I, talking about the characters, we're going to want to get into yeah, the spoiler part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but overall, the story of the movie is one that I really liked um, up until like probably the last like 10 seconds mm. of the movie. Mm. Uh, and we'll get into that in spoiler 
spoiler I mean, portion. People know that this is like part two of three. Like it's it's this is not. This I is didn't a, going in. Oh, I had no idea. I thought I thought that was no. I was no, under no, the impression no, no. that was very common knowledge. <laughs> no, 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 no. I and based on my entire theater's reaction, that was not common okay, knowledge. Okay, so maybe I'm just too too uh, too in the loop too on into that. the into the reading the articles about yeah. how things are done, <laughs> or at least too into the spider Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're too on the web. That's right. Ah, ah. boo. Um, on that note, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back to talk about our spoiler-filled thoughts in a second. But before though. we do, yeah. do you recommend going to see it? I fully uh, like. Uh, apparently, there's some differing opinions here, but I liked it more <laughs> than the first one, and I'd say Ooh. it's definitely worth going to see. I would say that it's worth going to see. I I, I have ho- I still have high hopes for the third one. Um, I think that this movie has a lot of flaws and I think the more people watch it I think it's gonna they're gonna catch up on those flaws I could be wrong maybe people I'm just out of the loop and people will love it forever we all I, know Rick doesn't like fun I <laughs> yeah that's definitely what I'm all about I like Particularly my movie super fun. serious that's right. art, well this movie has art in it and Rick doesn't like <laughs> that's art. true I do not like art then <laughs> um but yeah uh I I think that it is still a good movie I am holding it up to the standard of the first movie. And I think that first movie is just impeccable. Like that movie is fantastic on basically every level. And this does not live up to it for me. That doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. I think that it just has some significant flaws. And it's also difficult to judge without um, the rest of the story. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. So I had fun with this movie and I would recommend going to see it. Having said that, I do agree with some of the things that Rick is going on about right now. Like for me, this film most definitely suffers from second movie in a trilogy ism in that it it, it turns out it's setting up for something else and I wasn't expecting that going into it. And so I was disappointed when there were things that were unresolved. Having said that, however, I tend to still enjoy the second film in a trilogy more than most people do. Like the, the two towers is my favorite film in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, where it's typically people's least favorite. So I still had a lot of fun with it. I would not describe it as being perfect. I would not describe it as being as good as the first film. It was still one that I enjoyed and would recommend going to see in the theaters. All right, uh, guys, we'll be back in just a minute for our spoiler filled thoughts. But before we go, we've launched our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content there, including early access to all of our episodes. As soon as we're done editing, it goes up on the Patreon first. If you want to check it out, again, patreon.com slash opinionated. We also launched our Discord. If you want to come join that, hang out with us, ask us questions, shoot the shit, share memes, uh, definitely come join us. Uh, The link to that is going to be in the description of this episode as well as in our Twitter bio. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about our spoiler-filled thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But before we do, uh, we've actually got something new we're trying today. We are doing a promo swap with another podcast. We think they're pretty cool. They've got a lot of similar style to what we've got. They oh, like- Josh, you have to, if you're going to say their name, you have to say it just like you do an Asian director when we're watching an animated film. <laughs> they're, they're, the name of their podcast does not lend itself to mispronunciation. <laughs> hmm. I'm not, I don't intentionally try to butcher Asian names. Oh, we know. I'm, not. I'm doing my best to be respectful and say the name as I read it. We're doing a promo song for these guys. We think they're cool. Their style is similar to ours. They they are kind of irreverent comically talking about mo- about movies, a lot yeah. of action movies. We think you'll like them. Here's their promo. Definitely go check them out. They're called Bev's Video Kingdom. Bev's Video Kingdom. 
because the movies won't talk about themselves. So Andy crawls through this river of shit. He comes out, visits a dozen banks, and no one's like, I'm a little concerned about the guy in the suit. <laughs> right. It smells like shit. You mean, you, mean, you mean the guy that literally washed himself in a river full of shit? And is supposed to sound like smell good? Dude, that's completely the mall rat stink palm, which takes like three or four days to wash off. Oh, last time I scratched my ass, it smelled like Bigfoot's dick for a week. <laughs> Bev's Video Kingdom. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get out of here? Oh, when? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Uh, who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy got to do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999 99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. Miles. Mayday. You have a baby? I have a baby. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Have fun editing this piece of shit. Okay. I feel like that's what the director said when he handed back this movie. <laughs> Why are you so butthurt about it? This it's movie not, is so it's not fun. Good. It is fun. I'm, I'll give you fun. What issues do you have with it? It's really, really messy. And a big problem with, when you do a middle part of a story is it's very hard to have anything be or feel complete in it. So you don't ever feel come out of it feeling like, oh, okay, I got a whole story there. It's, oh, okay, I got a commercial for the next movie. Right. And it's not just that. Like, it's, it's, there's more to it than th that here. But at the end of the day, I really hate seeing an, a half of a story. And that's what I got here. And... One of the things that I think was so excellent about the first one is that despite the fact that it is juggling basically three main characters and also introducing like more side characters that all have their really crazy personalities, juggling all these villains that are thrown into that movie, it never lags in terms of pace. This one, for me, lagged a lot. And a part of mm. that is that I knew going in, okay, we're not getting a full story here. And so when things were, would ramp up, I'm like, okay, is this where we're going to cut? Is this where we're going to jump into the real story? And then because of that also, this movie doesn't really have a actual climax in my mind. What it has is Miguel and Miles fighting on top of the train, which was in the trailer. And so I knew this moment was going to happen. Like this specific moment where he has his big like... I'm going to do my own thing moment is in the trailers. Is it? Cause I thought that was just when they were like fighting on the interstate for a second. Mm -mm, there's a, there's a specific moment where he says that specific line. Cause I've heard a lot of people quoting it. And so like eh. it, it really bugs me that like the big moment of this movie see, is, is right out there from the beginning. See, I think that that that's where you went wrong is knowing ahead of time that this was the middle and that they were going to leave a cliffhanger and all that, because you're like, you you even said you're like sitting there waiting for okay is this where they're gonna cut it is this where they're gonna cut i didn't know that going in and so i enjoyed the pacing i like and and you're right that there's certain parts of the story and a lot of what we come to superhero movies for parts of the story like he's got his villain spot mm -hmm. who's slowly amassing power as they go along and yeah. it starts off with it's kind of comically not a big deal for miles and then as it goes along like okay now it's starting to get a problem and then by the end of it it's like oh shit, shit. he's yeah. like galactus now what are we gonna do right yeah yeah and so that that doesn't get resolved and mm -hmm. and there's other p and what's gonna happen with when uh 
Miles and Miguel. Miguel end up clashing again, doesn't get resolved. But there's other parts of the movie that definitely have a beginning and conclusion. And a lot of that is centered around the relationships between people. How would you, what would you say are, are some examples of that? Because uh, I don't think any relationships get resolved in this movie. There's, there's Gwen's issue with her dad, which by the end, like they've had some resolution. There's Miles, hey. Miles dealing with wanting to talk to his parents about who he is and what he's going through. You see that at the beginning when he's talking with his dad, but he's Spider-Man. And then by the end, it's not resolved in that he hasn't talked to his parents, but he has made up the decision to come out and talk to his parents about like, hey, I'm Spider-Man now. And so that that like finishes that arc. There's See, neither th of those work for me because specifically like with Gwen, they have another conversation and it kind of leaves open ended of like she's going to have to go do her thing. But their relationship is not resolved at all. It's just a moment what of like he, he quits his, the force because he loves his daughter more. Yeah. And so we don't know what's going to go on with that. Like he says he's quit the force, but like How that's is that not, not resolution. The, that's not resolution because it is not telling he's <laughs> he is. At the beginning of the movie, the he, prioritize, is, he, prior, the he prioritized that he's, his code He's and the not force. the character that needs the resolution. Gwen is. So her resolution is really going to happen with Miles and Miguel because they're the ones that are causing really the issues with her because she is not clear on who she wants to be, how she wants to live her life. The, the thing with her dad is an issue, but it's an outgrowth of her inability to let people in. And she is sort of resolved that by the end, but when it says like she's got the band together after she quits the band at the beginning, and that's that's supposed to feel like kind of the overall story but the problem is that Gwen's not the main character of this movie and so there's a little bit of resolution there but it doesn't feel it doesn't there. feel solid to me because it doesn't feel like she is making she's not drawing those people in in a different way than she was earlier those the characters that she's saying okay and now i have my band together these are all my friends she was friends with them the whole time i don't nah, know what she her said whole she didn't have any yeah other she friends. said she didn't have any friends but she was banging or at least dating uh spider punk she and like the the indian spider-man clearly have a repartee going on there's a bunch of these characters that she's clearly yeah, obviously friends co -workers, with yeah Rick. those are and, called co-workers and so the only difference that she's trying to that is that the movie puts on miles specifically as her friend is that she's actually wanting to date him like she they are they are having some sort of romantic thing on so it doesn't really fit with any of the other relationships that she's kind of saying like oh i don't have any friends except for all of these people that i hang out with joke with constantly and let into my life and and all that like it, it just doesn't work there's not the resolution isn't there because the problem that has been set up is not what's resolved a different problem gets resolved but even that is questionable because it only raises questions about how this whole like how does this whole canon thing work in if he's quit the force now does that count as a thing that miguel is going to be pissed about like now there's not this canon person who's the captain who needs to die that's close well, to yeah her. there's some things that are unresolved yeah I'm, I'm explaining them to you like the whole thing does not work because of but these her, things that are not resolved and the fact that the thing that is resolved no, just, is just not her main a few issue things that, just because there's a few things that are unresolved doesn't mean that the other parts of it aren't her her inability to reach out to people is being supposedly reflected, being reflected in her conversations with her dad that gets resolved and then now she's reaching out to people and getting the band back together but one we don't we see don't her see, reaching we out don't to people see her, we which see, is a bummer mean? we they see just her there. and be like hey come here hey come here yeah, so like two a, of them specifically it's a quick how many, how montage many, yeah how much i want actual scenes i want her to actually have a conversation with these people like if you're gonna tell me that her whole issue is resolved by her making up with her dad even though that has nothing to do with her inability to make friends like that's a completely different problem i'll say this much the fact that 
it kind of feels like they're padding here because they have one story that they're choosing to tell over the course of two films. Yes. I would think that over the course of that, you can find an opportunity to have these characters from the original film kind of get tagged in more directly instead of just, hey, we're here now, all of us. Just snap your fingers and they show I'm up. Glad, I'm glad that the original crew, like there's so many other Spider-Mans, like if the original crew had, like I'm fine for them coming back for the third because mm-hmm. we, th- they were a bunch of Spider-Mans we got to like actually know. Sure. And they're much more iconic than just like all the ones you see at the HQ, they feel like somebody made a NP, like a random character generator, kind of like you'd have in Skyrim, but everything is just themed after different varieties of Spider-Man. They all start to you, look the same after a while. There are specific ones that do stand out, and they're handled terribly. Specifically, for example, Ben Riley Spider-Man, I hate what they did with him. They well, really I, I, fucked I don't him know up. enough about... I don't know which one you're talking about. That's fair. He's the one that's like super dramatic he's and everything. The third, oh, he's, yeah. he's the third guy that comes yeah. along with... With the Miguel. excellent musculature. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and, and like, I'm... All my Spider-Man knowledge comes from like silver and gold. You're like the age 68. Comics. Yeah, you're like, the 60s age. Yeah, I, I was like back when Craven was like a serious ah, threat. I'm I'm a hunter who drinks boosty juice. <laughs> and that's my power. <laughs> Time to shank you, Spider-Man, with my big knife. Yeah, back when Spider-Man was just basically a like really strong guy, not like crazy superhuman. Right. <laughs> back when Peter Parker was still a nerd. Damn yeah, it. That's right. <laughs> well, he's like a school shooter almost in those early comics. Jeez. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, like. There's, I don't. There's, I don't know enough. I I know that there are Spider Men that are clear references to a ton of other stuff. I mm-hmm. don't know if all of them in this are, or if they did just like, hey, we've got like the eighty Spider Men that come from random properties, and then just like another eighty that are just the random character generator. I don't the know more how. attention and the more attention paid to that Spider Man, the more likely it is someone that someone would recognize and point out. The, the more sure. background they are, the more it's probably just like, no, that's just some dumb shit that someone. I don't know. Do. There's also Borderlands Spider Man that shows up in there too. Is that? Are you talking about P- Spider Punk or no? A one? No, there's the dude that like when they're falling through like the fan. Yeah. At, at one point, he's like firing a cannon at him. Oh, oh, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. He, I he looks like Mad Max Fury Road Spider Man. Except if the Spider-Man in that universe was one of the co- trucks, I would be I would be pretty sure that if you read like the into this like the Spider-Verse comic, the one that's been on like Peter Parker instead of Miles, sure, 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 but like there's a big series of Sp- Spider-Verse comics that's out oh, there now. I'm sure that a ton um, of them. Are yeah, exactly. From that I'm pretty then, sure that yeah. that's where Gwen was invented, like Spider Gwen. I think she comes from that originally and then was brought into this. I could be wrong. Okay. About that, okay. so don't quote. I had me no there. idea there was even um, uh, source material that these were coming from. Well, I thought they were just written to be this film. It's, it's not really source material. It's more like reference material. Um, um, there's a lot of stuff that I think is is like there's some similar ideas, but I don't think the overall story is very similar at all. I um, really I really liked Miles's interaction with his family in this. Yes, hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. I honestly got kind of emotional in some of those yeah. scenes mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like teenager is growing up and dealing with teenage emotions and mm-hmm. parents just don't understand. Mm. That gets real sitcommy in a lot of movies. It, it kind of does. And in this one, it's like, oh, these are all like good people trying to do the best they can. Yeah, they like, seem very human. Yeah, yeah and did. like his parents are concerned about him. But because, imperfect. 
but they're not doing it perfect but yeah. also like recognizing that they're not doing it perfect sometimes and being like damn it like yeah parenting is hard damn <laughs> <Right>. it <laughs> and also i'm miles just afraid is not of losing them, this person miles is not letting them play with a full deck so like that also right. plays into it and that's because of his insecurities mm-hmm. and so it i really enjoyed their dynamic there yeah um, although i will say this i have no fucking idea how miles dad does not know that spider-man is his is his son like there's <laughs> no oh you're the exact same height build as my son talk exactly like him and you do the same same like finger guns as you leave as my son (laughs) exactly Mm, i'm not putting two and two together when we first met you gave me a giant hug and said i love you (laughs) like come on what if in the third one miles has this big emotional like guys I'm Spider-Man. And his dad's like, oh, finally. Yeah, I would. I will unabashedly love it if that is the case. I really hope they reveal that like he knew all along. Although the scene where they're having their conversation together really makes me feel like they don't. like Because there's there's definitely some scenes where they're like kind of chewing him out about. Well, no, I mean, specifically when he's talking to Miles when Miles is still oh, in the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After yeah. The, the first big spot fight. Like yeah, there's a moment there where they have a conversation and I'm like, oh, okay. No, you don't know that this is right. your son he's somehow. Genuine genuinely expressing his concern about his son not realizing he's right there he's yeah. not like hamming it up at all exactly using it as an opportunity to communicate with his son like hey poke poke i actually know right no, he's yeah, not yeah. dropping any hints like that no mm-hmm. he's being like i just i just wish i knew what was going on in there yeah <laughs> and then and, and it's like the humor kind of... in this the humor in this i know humor subjective and all that and it might not hit the same way for everybody but mm-hmm. the humor in this was like spot on my funny bone because there was so many scenes where it's like like that like when when they're having that conversation Mm -hmm. and miles is like well as someone with zero skin in this game (laughs) i think you should be easier on him (laughs) it's like it's it reminded me of the scene where uh where marty is like hey if your son ever catches the carpet on fire be nice to him (laughs) except funnier yes like oh there were there were plenty of jokes in this that just like hit my funny bone right miles's humor is still a hundred percent on point consistently like i really appreciate miles i love what they did with gwen i think that they're i think they're doing very well with these characters and i'm appreciating that getting more of them I just feel incomplete in what I'm getting here. And so that really drags it down. There's some of the humor that's cringy, but I think it's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. Peter B. Parker comes back in this movie and he's got some jokes, but he's also like a new dad. And so it's kind of playing on that. Like he's, he's got kind of the lame jokes now. And it's like, I mean, it's still, it's still (laughs) kind of fun. It's not like, it's not like when a movie tries to do a hello fellow teens joke and just fails miserably. It feels like they know that it's kind of bad jokes. I I don't know. Like, Nobody likes talking to someone who want, just wants to talk about their baby and show you pictures of their baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's and pull the out. Yeah, that is. The yeah, joke. but it's never funny except for how excruciating it is, which also isn't funny. I mean, I laugh, but it's probably because I have personal experience here. Yeah, it, the, it, the, the joke is that Miles and Gwen feel uncomfortable by mm-hmm. that situation. And I, they just they keep hammering on it. This guy has no personality anymore except for the fact he has a child and that's it. And I feel like the problem with that is not so much that that's the issue. It's that I, so one thing I really appreciated about the first one is they did an excellent job of balancing these three characters. I don't think they did that as well here. And I think that's probably because they're trying to pull Peter B. Parker back a bit so that Miles can stand out more yeah. in his own story. But I don't feel like they fully nailed that because this story is, again, incomplete. And so that just didn't quite 
gel for me. I wanted more of that guy because when he came on screen, I was like, oh, okay, I'm having fun again. I like his repartee with both Gwen and Miles. Like, that's fun. I like their emotional moments together. Like that moment when he's saying, like, I had this kid because I did yeah. it so well with you that I thought maybe I can actually make this work. Like, that was really and a And then later moment. you see Peter B. Yeah. Parker talking moment. to MJ, and it's clear he's still got some insecurities about being a parent. Yeah. And that, to me, that almost, like, because you hear when he's talking to Miles, he's like, I had this kid because of you. You made me believe that she could be someone good. And that almost sounds like a platitude. Mm-hmm. And then later you see that he does have these insecurities as a parent. And yeah. it, to me, it almost made me believe what he said earlier more. Because yeah. it's like, no, he probably did. He Because he's still unsure about being a parent. And mm-hmm. so what he's saying to Miles there is like, hey, like, I want her to grow up like you. You gave me like reassurance that I could do this. Yeah. It's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Those were all great and genuine moments where he's insisting to Miles as he's chasing him down. <laughs> if you just hold my child, you're going to stop deciding to, to run away from everybody. I do like that. That didn't work though. Like if Miles does, it is ridiculous. Like, yeah, but like in a different movie, I think that they would play that straight and like he would somehow, like somehow that would emotionally validate whatever. But it's very specifically does not work. And Peter's like, you are really bad at holding that baby. <laughs> like that worked for me. <laughs> but I do agree. Like it, it, it is a little overbearing to me. I do want to see. I want to see my Peter Parker be a little cooler than he is in this movie, but he I didn't get like, like as shit on as Ben Riley did. So I'm not, I'm, I'm happy that I got as much as I did. <laughs> well, and I feel like there's, there's, I, I enjoyed the way that they incorporated a lot of the different Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Because they did have bring Spider-B Parker back. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, it was a neat little cameo where they had like the live action Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Peter Parker's like where you see they're, they're ta- you know, Miguel is explaining the way that like, Hey, there are traumatic events that every Spider-Man goes through, yeah. right? Everybody loses an Uncle Ben or equivalent, mm-hmm. right? And then you see like Andrew Garfield crying over. Yeah. Or uh, I think it's. It's uh, both. You see there's both in, in different points. But right, you see right, both right. him yeah. and, and the other. Toby, you see Tobey Toby Maguire yeah. crying over uh, over Uncle Ben. Or like see, comic versions. And, right. Yeah. And and I thought I thought it was an interesting way of just they wanted to have a cameo in there, but it felt like it fit in the movie and yeah. I liked it. Um I want to talk about the like the action scenes in this. I specifically want to talk about the HQ part. Yeah. In particular. You're talking about the Spider-Man like Spider-Man universe Center, yeah. HQ where yeah. all the Spider-Men are chilling. Well, let's talk about the action in general and let's spend some time on there in that particular part of this film afterwards. I really I really like the action in it. Um Especially like I thought Spot was a funny character and mm-hmm. then he got more menacing as he went along. Yeah, I really think and that talk I about liked, a slow burn. Yeah, for real. And I like it felt like when in the live action Spider-Man, whenever Spider-Man's like goofing around with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. except that I, I, I liked this better. Like, I, it, it was it, it had a good escalation to it. It did. And it, I, and it had a good balance of. The comedy of you're going through portals and like goofy shit happens mm-hmm. and like es- and slowly escalating the intensity and like the risks and yeah oh I, this is actually a problem right I and think- there's something about the way that animated characters interact that's not just the art style but you can just get away with a whole lot more and maybe yeah. it's the fact that I've watched so many cartoons and I have associations from the kind of con- like I don't know exactly how to say this but they're the way that they that spot and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, that is, interact, works for me and 
even though I agree with you that our latest live action Spider-Man could not get away with it. And the only difference is not because of the actors. I think it's just that the live action medium doesn't work for this kind of interaction. It, feel, it well. feels like a Looney Tunes fight, except that it doesn't stay goofy. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. feels like a Looney Tunes fight in the way, like how expressive it is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where like in Looney Tunes, if an anvil falls on Wiley e. Coyote, he doesn't just hold his head and go, ouch. Like he squishes down into a coyote accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And or that kind there of is a physics that happens in animation. There's the outline of the anvil, like on the ground and he climbs out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not quite to that extreme, but there is some of that style of like, you can get away with being more expressive in the combat as well mm-hmm. in animation. Yeah. That they do a good job of. Right. And I really appreciate that. Like the goofiness doesn't overstay as well. Welcome. Cause I enjoy it. But if it stays for too long, yeah. then you don't really get any of the weight of what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like it did a good job of like, uh Oh, things are sinister now. Yeah. I speaking specifically on the, uh, the animation side of things. I do want to come back to the spot for just a second. Sure. Cause I, I think I can think of a way that I would, I would personally feel like this movie was better if it had done this this way. But back on the animation front, I like how so many of the different Spider-Men have a specific way of moving that all feel uniquely graceful. Like the ones that come to mind specifically are I really like how showboaty Miles is with his uh, the way that he tends to jump around and know all that. But he also is kind of bad at it at times. And it's constantly like, you know, fucking up on him. And I also really like the way that Gwen in particular almost has like a dancer grace type going thing. A lot of a lot of the like the poses that she's striking as she's swinging on her web, like Mm -hmm. the big downward swing is like a dancer's pose. Exactly. 100 percent. And like specifically the scene that really stuck out for me is when she's first fighting the vulture at the beginning when she's moving oh, through the debris. Oh, that's such a cool fight with it's the a, vulture. Yeah. It is a really cool It's like fight. an old Da Vinci vulture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, real oh, weird. There's a scene where he's like throwing a bunch of grenades and they've mm-hmm. all got like the Da Vinci helicopter yeah. spiral like, that was, thing at the That top. was a really was cool like, idea. This is so cool. Yeah, I loved that. That that was a very interesting thing. What a great um, amount of detail put into a character that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so interesting. Um, but yeah, like that, those all that animation for the individual characters is so, like Miguel when he's like running around and like Miguel tearing is, shit up. Miguel is like animalistic. He's like a beast. He's like an animal. And like they casually drop that he's a vampire. Is yeah, that that's like, accurate? That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's. Does I didn't connect. We were talking about the in? same person. He's a weird. He's a weird Spider-Man. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know that like that stuff. He's not exactly a vampire, but like he, he in his universe, Miguel bit the spider. <laughs> in his universe, it's called magic, but in our universe, it's called science. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> but yeah, like that all. That is all really cool. The only the, the spot specifically I, we mentioned in the spoiler free part. There was a part that really took me out with the animation, and it was when Gwen was doing her conversation. With, with her, her dad, dad. Uh, I, 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 I we're thinking about it. the same thing. I, couldn't I really do it. Like it. I, I, really I would it. be like trying to watch it, and like the the walls would just be exploding in different shapes that don't fit the scene at all to me. Like the the general feel of Gwen's universe just does not work for me either. I really hate the like sloppy paint look that they seem to have no, bit going I on for that one. Loved it. I, I also I want my I want every wall in my house to look like that. I oh I would <laughs> I would literally so good. burn down the house. It looks awful and i hate it <laughs> it's amazing um, and, and 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 i'll let you talk as well but uh, specifically with that scene mm-hmm. i couldn't disagree more because i love when she's coming and having that final heart to heart with her dad i love how the background starts 
more detailed and slowly it just dissolves into these shapes yeah. as it could. They're like, doing like shot reverse shot between mm-hmm. these two people. And each time it goes back to the other person talking, the background has more dissolved. And it's like nothing in here matters except the conversation that's going on between that these is, two mm-hmm. people. That and is I not my memory it. of it at all. If anything, it is shot reverse shot. It is getting more ridiculous behind them and more shit is going on and it's more distracting no, to I, me. I found myself noticing the gradient of colors that mm-hmm, the yeah. wall somehow looks like a sunset set sky and the way it shifts from blues into pinks and with like peaches there in the middle yeah and when it started just the colors were running because it already kind of looks like watercolor right Mm -hmm. yeah and when it starts running in between those it was distracting well no 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 it wasn't it (laughs) i i noticed it but the moment i did like and saw it i saw its significance and how it matched the moment so perfectly and it matched the emotion right yeah. yeah the fact it's running like tears down your face rick doesn't I, get it because he I, doesn't have that's emotion not, that's not even my memory of the scene it's not that's going on there's like weird geometric shapes spinning around both of their heads like there's there's moments where it will like take a larger shot and yeah there's a blurry like outline of an apartment that they're in but that even is even distracting to me because i'm like what the fuck is this space why do they look this way it, it just does not it does not gel with me and that may genuinely just be personality. Like that may just be yeah. my taste on the. I'm thing. not actually like roasting you because you hate the scene. <laughs> You're wrong, but like <laughs> you know, you can have wrong opinions. That's okay. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, you wanted. That's to why people tune into this podcast to so listen to us be nice to each other. That's right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> nice and respect. We're the respectful <laughs> podcast. Oh gosh. <laughs> We're here to respect each other's. I opinions. think that was the idea when it first started, wasn't it? Uh, not really. No, no, because <laughs> no. I got I got like a stern slap on the wrist about saying a dirty word. I think early no, no. On. we wanted to be more family friendly at the beginning, and then at some point we just gave family just friendly gave disagreements. <laughs> yeah, well, like, no, we could be loud and and like give each other shit, but we couldn't say no, bad we, words. We could give each other crap, Rick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we get too off topic, you wanted to t- go back and talk about spot. Yeah, talk about spot a little bit. I th- okay. So one big problem that I think that middle parts have is it's hard to have a really solid climb. And I think this movie definitely struggles in that area. I don't think that the uh, moment that with Miles and all of that really comes together because I don't really feel like there's any change from Miles over the course of that moment. And the movie is telling us that he is completely right to be trying to stop his dad from destroying this and that somehow he will pull out the, the two universes thing. I, I or pull out, save his universe while, you know, because the this gist of it event. is he goes to the big world full of all the Spider-Men mm-hmm. and Miguel says, you're not even supposed to be Spider-Man because the spider right. that bit you came from another universe right. and it's fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. Quit existing, basically. Yeah. But and bitch. I, fucking shit up means that like not just a world, but the constellation of Spider-Verses mm-hmm. all may collapse. Yeah, if you screw up too many worlds canons. Reality as we know it may unwind kind of like it does in the, one of those uh, what if episodes? <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the gist of it is like, hey, if you go and stop Uncle Ben from being shot, mm-hmm. and Spider Man doesn't learn like the moral lesson of power comes responsibility right. and all that, yeah, then uh oh, that universe doesn't progress as it's supposed to. And so mm-hmm. Miles hears that and he's like, wait, my dad's supposed to die? And screw that, I don't care. I'm going to save him. I can I can do both. And it's not just that it doesn't progress the way that it is. It literally ex- like is destroyed at like like it all comes apart. Everyone in that universe dies. Everything goes wrong specifically because you didn't have that canon event. Right. And they do something like that in this movie with the Indian Spider-Man and and his whole thing. I think what they should have done 
is reverse when Miles goes to the spider people and when he has his big conflict with the spot. I think if you switch those two over so that he has his big conflict with Miguel, it doesn't necessarily come to the gigantic crazy fight that it does. Maybe they have a little bit of one and Miles jumps in to try to go to Indian verse because they find out that's where the spot guy is. Mm. And then you have a big buildup to the spot, like becoming this horrifying God monster, which happens specifically because Miles saves Indian guys, uh, uh, hmm. not not his Uncle his Ben, uncle. but his Gwen Stacy, or his Gwen Stacy's dad, essentially. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that all came together, and that's what caused, one, one caused the, the spot to get so powerful, and also, I think it should actually destroy Indian Spider-Man's entire universe in front of Miles, so that mm. you have the Some state gravity. set of this character that we saw, his entire universe was destroyed because Miles did this thing that he was previously told not to do, even though it seems like the right thing to do. I think all of that would Mm. be a much stronger climax for this movie and set the scene better for when we go into the next one because we've already got a universe where the big event was stopped and nothing fucking happened. There's just a big hole in the ground and nobody cares. I think that that is a way of doing it i think that that's fundamentally a different movie than this one because i think the way that they've talked about hey if you break the canon bad stuff happens and the way that the spot is working Mm -hmm. it is intentionally leaving ambiguity to say is miguel actually right in the way that canon works or is it just that like because because it's you could easily say that miles broke the canon and that's what's screwing up that world or you could say that's where the spot dropped his like like a big piece of absorbing matter and that's what's causing the destruction of Indian Manhattan where where they're blaming it on the fact that Miles broke the continuity. And, but that's the problem. It's not ambiguous. It's unambiguous that Miguel is obviously wrong. It's one, because he's the bad guy. He's the negative force. He, you're not going to make a movie where I was right. Saving your dad from certain death was the wrong choice. We, we don't they're, know. They're they're not he can do- learn that great power comes responsibility. He's got, he's got his dad dangling from one end and a bus <laughs> full of the universe on the other. Uh-huh. And who's he going to choose? Exactly. It, I, maybe I'll eat my my words in another year <laughs> but i don't think so and so because of that it is unambiguous that miles is right he's doing the right thing and there's no tension there now i think if you had it set up to where you built up this indian uh spider-man we had a cool relationship with him he was fun and then you swap and then you showed it like getting destroyed specifically because of miles and you still understand why he would go to his universe and do the same thing again and try to save it i think it would all just be a much stronger I... middle part of this story it would have a genuine climax i think that makes miles a universe murderer and yeah. i don't really want miles to be a universe I, murderer i think that I, is he, the insinuation of the what the consequences of his actions are going to it's, be it's and he either already is in this movie or you've already invalidated no, your they, own because they, they stopped they yeah, stopped what they, was going if on. they can stop it then they can stop it when his dad gets saved like there's no yeah, reason come to on, miguel quit, be, be chill. A, yeah be quit chill, be, man be chill miguel stop being a spoil sport because clearly you can save this shit and it's not important if you stop it early enough and miles is giving them you know two days head notice uh-huh. hey, you're show, my, show you're up see- show up with your cannon uh-huh. <laughs> you're seeing my points here they they have they have already messed that up there's a lot of stuff that i am looking forward to in this next one i really want to see what's going on with miles and evil miles prowler like miles miles he's gonna turn into a fox at some miles point prowler. yeah <laughs> but i i want to see these two fight like these two are cool characters uh, although it's really hard for me to take someone with pigtails seriously as a villain but that's beside like the it. point yeah. Um, I think for me that the the conflict in between the HQ full of Spider-Man and Miles 
is my perception of what they want the climax of this film to be. It is. Yes. It doesn't give me a whole lot of satisfaction. Yeah. And one of my away. first. Yeah. The, the fact that this is a building chock full of Spider-Men, which are specialized agents specifically in regards to like keeping the universe from falling apart. Right. Mm -hmm. And he just barrels his way through each and every one of them. There are like 500 Spider-Men in here and we know what Spider-Men are capable of. And he escapes all of them mm -hmm. with hardly any any issues whatsoever there's there's that and i really don't like the way that they set up the the i really wish that instead of it being that fucking asshole punk spider-man that gets him out of the shield it was gwen and or peter b parker because those are the two he has the actual relationship with that guy's just some asshole um and so i really think it would be stronger if they were the ones that got on and he still was deeply betrayed by them not having told him all of this stuff and, that, and he still makes that decision to basically like say like, hey, fuck you guys, I'm out. Sure. Um, I think that would be stronger. Than how, does, moment, how does Hubie get him out? He, he tells him the palm thing. The palm thing is like when he's has first. barely anything. It, but it is what gets him out. Like right. that's It barely is it's anything a, and, and it's, it's not particularly satisfying. Exactly. Like the moment of betrayal on the rocket when it like right before uh, Miles winds up turning invisible and escaping, right, is just the insinuation from dialogue. And they just kind of have like that. Uh, cat's out of the bag kind of look in their eye like oh yeah you're right we did know if peter and gwen there's not a lot of oomph to it if peter and gwen and maybe the other three spider-man from the original movie were all helping miles escape and then at the end of that like they're all somehow still on the rocket together trying to get away from miguel and he has that moment of betrayal there when mm -hmm. they've been helping him instead of fighting him so much stronger so much more impact. and you've already got your crew together yeah like it it would there's a like i said there's a lot of things that are very dissatisfying to me that's in this movie i liked it I didn't say you can't like it. Yeah. I, I would say I that also it's a it. likable movie. Yeah. I think it's just a, a very flawed one because it's a middle chapter and they didn't. This is the thing. If you're going to do a middle chapter, you have to Star Wars it. The, ba the great thing about Empire Strikes Back and the reason I think that it works so well is that it is every good character completely fucks up and fails horribly. And there are genuine consequences to all of those failures. Han Solo gets taken away. Luke gets his ass fucking beat by Vader and ha loses his hand. There's so many things that are just building up and it all crumbles there at the end because they're not ready. And that leads you perfectly set up into the third chapter. You, want, this one, you want Gwen's dad to reject her. You yes. want, you want, I want Miles' <laughs> dad to just already you be know dead. What I, want? <laughs> I want her to try to save her dad and it fail and he dies in this movie. So she's already fucked up in this one and maybe then has a reason to like, she has that now impact. And so she has is like, I have have to help Miles save his dad. I don't There's know. So many Miles' ways you dad do it. could have died in this film, and I think it would have been a really dark night moment, which could have been a, a, a clean cut for yeah. in this film. They really want to take down Spot in the next one. They they want that, that could have worked the, as an alternative. That, think, they want that to be the climax of the next one. It's it's I, going the final moment of that is going to be the decision between like does he save his dad? Does he not? Does the Spot like actually kill him? All that that's going to be see, the, the big moment. I think Gwen Stacy's dad being Gwen Stacy's dad is just a fake out. Like. Yes, she's his. She. Oh, you yes, think there's going to be a different captain? Yes, he is her dad. But if we're looking at the way that the relationships work, mm -hmm. the person that for Gwen should be her Captain Stacy is, is Miles's dad. What? Because because when Spider Man can't save Gwen Stacy's dad, that is his girlfriend's oh, father okay. dies, okay, okay, and, okay. She, and he's not able to get there and stop it from they, happening. They do have and a so for that to be to take place. In the way the way that these relationships are set up, it's yeah. gonna be that it's Miles's dad that dies, not hers. 
yeah, there there could be something there. Yeah, I could I could go if they had set this up differently. I could go along with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't I, think that's the setup that they're going for here. But, but maybe it is. Maybe they'll do something weird like that. I think that would have been great because I wanted this movie to be primarily about Gwen Stacy's it, character. It should it have starts been, yeah. out focusing on her. It mm-hmm. ends focusing on mm-hmm. her, and then it seems like it's just the Miles show for the the middle three fifths. And she doesn't really have anything in the middle that helps me believe that she's made the change that she's trying to make with her dad. Like, and like there's the moment of like him telling his mom about being Spider-Man and it kind of doesn't go bad. And so I think that no, she talks to her dad before that, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing that leads into her like having a conversation with her dad, except she's been gone for a while and it's like, all right, I'm here. We better have a conversation, I guess. Cause I've been rejected by my Sparta people. Well, it's, it's more just like, it feels it. That's another conversation that feels like a, you know, a teenager and parent it, conversation. It has, it has a solid where, moment there. Yeah. But there's where, no reason she couldn't have had that conversation earlier now like there's nothing between the moment where her dad finds out that she is ghost spider and the moment where they have that the only thing that is that happens between there is time Gwen does not as a person experience anything that would change her to lead her to go okay i can have this conversation with my dad i don't think she's the one that needs to change because she she's she reaches out to her dad and her dad rejects her and then later on she like very on guard defenses up opens that up again and her dad like responds a lot better now which is a problem because he's not the character that needs to change gwen is the character that we're following he is a secondary side character he shouldn't change she should right that's how that's how you set that up to to make it make it fun like when you when you are following a character that's the character that needs to either have a change arc to have that arc or to not have that arc and stay true to their beliefs miles is the one that changes yeah, it's his movie. But if you're going yeah. to set up so much of this stuff with Gwen, you need to do it with her right. as well. But Gwen is also winds up feeling like a secondary character. She's a secondary main character, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted her to be the primary character of this film. Her change comes about because of her dad's different response, where she's like, oh, I can trust right. people now. Which is the problem. It can't come from outside of her. It has to be something about her that changes so that when she gets to her dad, she reacts differently than she did before. No, it's when she gets to her friends, she can reach out for help now because she had a different reaction with her dad. Except she, it opened that up for her. Except they she's skip not that as part. closed off as guarded and guarded now. Except she, they skip that part. They yeah, don't show she's her. she's not the main character. She is acting the same way that she did throughout the entire movie, which is huh. going to other spider people and talking to them, having more conversations like, hey, let's go do this shit. And I also thought it was a bummer that in the HQ section, they just keep on panning to her and just showing you the look on her face and i get it she's conflicted but she doesn't really take any action in that scenario yeah i think it would have been more satisfying if she was the person who through one action or another helped miles escape either from the cage he gets trapped in or being able to pull off the uh the spider that like weaves the web around him that sends him uh, back that thing to was his cre- world. the the go back home yeah, machine that was really that thing cool was really creepy. creepy yeah i loved it yeah it felt cool. so different from everything else mm-hmm. and that like it wasn't animated like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it what you mean. It was animated yeah. <laughs> like a... Speaking of that, like, how weird was it that there was just... um, what was What's his name? Childish Gambino guy. Um... Oh, Donald Glover uh, Donald was yeah. in there just, as just, like a version of the Prowler. Yeah, just sitting there. That's cool. Yeah, I thought, that, like, I thought that was really funny. That just... I like it a lot, especially because he, like, for a long time, there were all those rumors about, oh, he's going to be Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And that, like... Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would have been interesting. You don't remember you needed, that you his, an adult his like, him, cameo yeah. in one of the live-action spider I can't remember if it was Garfield or the newest guy. Not... 
really, but that, that yeah, he, I mean, he, that he's a me. guy like who's got some stuff in his trunk, and okay. he's like, Spider Man, what you doing? And like, hit that cameo is because mm. people were thinking he like there was a whole thing where gotcha, everyone gotcha, gotcha. was everyone was blowing up with just unsubstantiated rumors, right? That because I think in one interview he had said like oh yeah i'd love to do this yeah and so people took that and they're like oh it's confirmed he's gonna be miles morales so i thought it was kind of fun that he played the prowler in this i think it would be hard to do because as far as i know miles has not had like a bunch so like peter has like distinct ages of like he's in a high school he's in college he's like a single guy he's married you know all that stuff i don't think that miles has had many where he's like a full-on adult and so you could have some new ground there to do with with well and i thought i thought it was funny after we get to the end and we see that there's a miles morales Morales Prowler. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe he was Miles Morales. It's just <laughs> he's not a Miles Morales Spider-Man. He's a different uh-huh. version of the Miles Morales Prowler. Uh-huh. Okay. I like that. I thought yeah, that was, that's a cool I, idea. I'm like totally like not backed up by right, anything yeah, yeah. other than like, hey, at the end of the movie, you see that in the universe where like there like was that. no Spider-Man, yeah. Miles turned into the Prowler instead because his dad died and all of all right. his like Bring paternal... Back- <laughs> bring like back impact uh, came from his uncle bring back andrew garfield spider-man bring back this version of miles as the prowler have them be in a movie together i want that make that happen sony don't <laughs> fuck it up it. that'd be fun <laughs> this movie is a lot of fun um and i the stuff that you guys have pointed out as drawbacks i either disagree or don't care sure uh, because I just had a phenomenal time watching this movie. I've always I I always try and rank a movie based on how much fun I had watching it, or not necessarily fun, but the entertainment value. Sure. Whether that was hey, we're watching something that really evokes a lot of like sadness and emotion mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Sure, that can get great marks if it's something that's a lot of fun or actually right. like as long as the time that it gave me was a great time, one way or the other, then I'm going to mark it high. And this was that. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part of the movie was uh, the animation. I loved the animation. I loved the way they played with color and different art styles. Um, there's, there's a scene. This is not like my favorite part of the animation, but like there's a scene where they go to like the Lego universe. That was like, so That's funny. so fun. I love that. I just, yeah. They just have <laughs> so much fun with it. Um, for least favorite part of the movie, uh, my least favorite part of the movie was still a fun part in that it's one of those like there are movies where the experience of watching it with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. impacts how fun certain scenes or parts of the movie are. And for me, apparently no one in my theater knew that it was going to be like the middle part of a trilogy. <laughs> I also didn't know because at the end when it cuts and it's like, boom, here we're setting it all up. Gigantic cliffhanger on like four different things. Mm. It's going to return for the finale. When I say that the theater blew up, I mean, people were out of their seats shouting and it was really? just, yeah, wow. nobody knew. And it was just so like, it's a, it's a moment where if I was watching it by myself in an empty theater, mm-hmm. I would I probably would have felt let down, but because yeah. of the scenario that I was in when I saw it, yeah. it just like increased the hype it and was, I was like, oh, this is, oh, I can't believe they did that. This is awesome. It was like seeing Iron Man back in the day at the end where he's it like, I is. am Iron Man. Yeah, yeah it yeah. kind of was. Or uh, when Nick Fury showed up there at the end. Yeah. I've got a lot more patience for stuff like that than I used to thanks to the way they went about making the Dune movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like we have the second one completing mm-hmm. the first book coming down the pipe like next year, right? Yeah. Well, with those, even that was a different experience because, again, I knew, oh, there's no way they're fitting all of Dune in this. Sure. They've been very open about the fact that this like is the first, the first of... Half. Yeah. yeah. 
for, again, for this movie, I had no idea. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to... And, and I think because I wasn't aware of the fact that this was a middle movie, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a middle movie for me going throughout. Sure. Um, I was able to just enjoy it. And it wasn't until that last 30 seconds where it's like they're setting everything up and then it hard cuts. Yeah. That it's like, oh, man, this... Like, they're not finished. Like, this is going to be done in another movie. Yeah. Before that, it felt contained, and I appreciated it. Hmm. So, uh, I had a five out of five time watching this movie. Uh, It was fantastic. So, I'm going to give it five out of five uh, time jumping watches. Okay. Or, or universe jumping watches. <laughs> I've I've talked a lot about my my actual issues with the movie, so I'm gonna get real petty here for a second with my least favorite things. I fucking hate that there's a pregnant Spider Woman. That's okay, so hold, stupid. Hold, hold. I want to talk about that for a second, <laughs> okay? Because I think it's hilarious that they have simultaneous bad parents of infants from both because it's like <laughs> motorcycle spider-man you're pregnant That's you should you should a you shouldn't be doing spider-man things and also i looked it up on the way over here and riding motorcycles is very dangerous for pregnant women <laughs> I, and then you've got peter b parker who's like i'm swinging around with my infant stuck in a papoose in front of me I kinda, it was it was funny i would i would agree they're not the same level of bad parent though yeah Spy- but, but she peter also is just kind of do chilling yeah she does she gets in a full-on fight with the vulture at the beginning and she's like slamming her motorcycle in it. She she's gets slamming thrown, her motorcycle. She gets slammed into nah, buildings. Nah, that nah, baby nah. should be scrambled eggs. Nah, it's not a big deal. It is, it is really it's dumb. <laughs> and I'm really weirded out by this like trend of pregnant ladies being badass in stuff that I see. It happened in Wheel of Time as well. And I was really annoyed by it there. I was there. about to ask, how many pregnant women there's another, videos there's another there's a third Choose one as a well trend. somewhere i can't remember the, i <laughs> can't remember what it was at the top of my head but for some reason like it's a continuing rick, theme of like i can't think of what it was but it was definitely there and rick, rick's like every time my point. rick's like every time i go online and i search pregnant woman action <laughs> it's just filled with pregnant women doing action and it pisses me off it's just dumb i just don't i just can't take it seriously it's really i can't take it seriously and i can't stop looking I, it up i have a currently very pregnant wife and so every time oh, i see this so i'm like this is hilarious to me like it's just like what the fuck is happening this is not how this goes <laughs> like, that's the strangest like algorithm hole to get into yeah maybe i think rick's just so, mad that robin's not doing as much as she used to she's not <laughs> as acrobatic she's not doing flips and kick and kick mm-hmm. flips yeah 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 the, which robin is very well known kicking for doing. people with so, motorcycles she's, she's right. very well known for her athletics <laughs> um so yeah spider pregnant spider lady that's dumb i i hate spider punk he's the he's a fucking asshole i, don't know we didn't get into I, it. I liked him he's, he's, a, he's a, a fun di- character he's a dickhead and the way to, who? to he's okay so he's Who's fully he aware to? of this entire universe implosion thing going on and because he's like spider punk i don't deal well with authority he's like hey miles why don't you get out of here and break up and go destroy a universe no spider man spider punk is a piece of shit fuck that guy <laughs> nah, nah, um, nah, nah, nah. and maybe it's, great. and it may also just be like again i'm getting real petty here so this may just be that i'm like no miles and gwen are supposed to get there fuck this spider punk guy he's not that cool Nah, miles is so much cooler sure um and then my what was my third there was a, i had another third really petty thing that it really bothered me what was it fuck okay i'll i'll, I'll think of it later um <laughs> i'm sure but yeah no like overall my favorite thing about this movie is i think the fight scenes the fight scenes are so fun like mm-hmm. they have and they go across so many different levels i really love the fights with the spot that are like low-key like not low-key in like terms of what they're doing but like they're low goofy. stakes yeah they're yeah. it's a goofy comedy fight like yeah. that's that's a lot of fun like and one, I love the one of those fights of ends with the spot kicking his own butt yeah exactly through a portal and mm-hmm. it's like, 
<laughs> and like how Tom and Jerry. That's fun, but when he like starts to get more control over his powers and he's really kicking the asses of like three pretty decent Spider-Men, that's really fun. When right. he like fi- and when he's finally in his final form, he looks genuinely terrifying, and I love that. Um, but there's also the fights with the Spider-Man. I think that while I don't buy the stakes of those fights, and I wish that there was a better way than just Miles outwits every other Spider person in the Spider Verse. My one thing like, I would say is Miles has such a different power set from a lot of the other Spider-Men. But then, like, Miguel has a different power. That's my other petty thing. That's what it was. Okay, Miles is supposed to be, like, super different from all the other Spider-Men. I really wish that they had done something with that to, like, like to have something unique about him. It would be really difficult with the first movie because you got, like, Penny Parker and um, uh, uh, Spider-Ham. They're they're pretty different. And Gwen is obviously very different from the standard Spider-Man. Sure. But, like, if this entire Spider-Verse had been people who were obviously Peter Parker or close to that it would have really made like miguel and gwen and and uh miles stand out a lot and because they're so different his different powers don't really feel like he's that's different i so i don't really get what this whole like oh a spider came from a different universe and bit you instead blah blah blah. so you're not supposed to be a spider person that's just dumb it doesn't work for me because there's nothing unique about miles except his origin story is slightly different but it still played out in all the same ways so like it shouldn't be this big issue that miguel was having miguel's whole thing does not work for me in this movie it's a it's a big it's a big flaw um but yeah i, I still I, that, this is supposed to be my favorite thing i i really like these fight scenes they're so well choreographed they're so fun they're so clear do you have in a what specific fight that's your favorite one because uh, for me even though it is like just the intro low stakes doesn't mm-hmm. really matter as far as like integrating with the plot of the yeah. movie fight I love the fight with that vulture at the very beginning. It's I a think really it's good so one. So cool. It's a it's a really solid one. I I think it my favorite the stage is probably the film really well. The the Indian Spider Man one where they're oh, that's like, really cool mm. too. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that one's so much fun. It's a really extended one, but there's like a lot of really cool levels. And again, the thing is that like it's so clear what is happening at all times. It doesn't yeah. ever get frantic, even though so much is happening, and that's that's very impressive. Um, despite all my flaws with this movie, I still think it's a good one. I'm 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 so hard on it because I'm comparing it to a movie that I think is a genuine five out of five like. <laughs> incredible perfect movie this just isn't that this is more of a like three and a half Eh, no three i'm gonna give this three i remember my last petty thing i'm gonna give this three you already remembered your last petty thing i have another petty thing okay (laughs) three really shitty gwyn haircuts because i fucking hate that haircut it's awful it drives me asymmetrical things just do not work with my brain it doesn't it really bugs me don't look in the mirror homie fuck you your hairline is looking a lot like Gwen's <laughs> no it's like the shaved on the side thing but like it's still lo- just as long over here like it just Rick have you seen a mirror recently you're not short on the side long it's over, short over on the both th- sides dumbass <laughs> <laughs> it's just parted over here that's not the problem um but yeah uh three out of five bad haircuts Caleb <laughs> take us away I had fun watching this movie. It most certainly wasn't perfect, but I still do genuinely believe that seeing this in theaters is the right call because it's well enough executed while not being perfect. It's also just genuinely beautiful. The way that these films execute stylistic differences and have them on screen at the same time and they have those different features intermingle Mm -hmm. is just something that I don't think I've seen in any other animated films ever. And it's a delight to behold. And I, I would really feel like I had missed out knowing what I do now if somehow my past self had instead watched this on a laptop screen instead of a giant <laughs> yeah. theater. Yeah. My favorite thing about it is probably like... Specifically would be when it turns out Miles is in the wrong dimension. 
that is something that just came completely out of left field. Really? And the way that they reveal it by the fact that Gwen's in his actual bedroom. Yeah. That was an inconsequential detail, but it was a really fun moment. The the So because the art styles are so different from the universe, it was super obvious that they weren't in the same universe to me because like his universe that he's in at that point is like very dominated by greens and those colors and hers is not dominated by the same colors. And so they'd switch between them a lot and I'm like, no, they're not, they're, they're clearly not in the same universe. Yeah, I missed that completely. Yeah. I, 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 mean, did, it's an, it, I, I, I did as well. It wasn't, <clears throat> you get it, like there's a moment where the, where the conversation is like ramping up and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's for me for me it's when there, his mom yeah. doesn't react yeah yeah and she's like who's this spider-man or when he guy? asks she asks about his hair yeah like that yeah. was that yeah there's those moments like oh wait a minute mm-hmm. but before then i i was in the same boat I, I had no idea what was going on but i also spoke earlier about how i was gushing about the the watercolor effects when gwen mm-hmm. is talking to her dad was yeah. just visually beautiful the uh my least favorite thing about this film, I think, continues to be the the fact that it does not focus sufficiently on Gwen's Stacy's character. Mm. And I have to say, I agree with the points that Rick made about the changes that they could have made, and I believe that that would have made for a better film. They gave me a false expectation, the way I see it, and I'm sure they're going to probably have just as much focusing on her in the the climactic film Mm -hmm. but it's still probably going to be in a way where she is never going to get her moment in the the center spotlight and i think Mm -hmm. they're they've done they've created a really interesting character and that potential is never going to be completely fleshed out because of how they're going about this and i think that is a shame i would be really down for a spider gwen movie like that would be a lot of fun yeah Having said all those things, I still enjoyed it quite a bit, and I think you all should go see it. And I'm going to give it uh, four out of five Banksy helicopters. All right. <laughs> uh, the movie was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, thanks to Bev's Video Kingdom for uh, doing a little promo swap with us this episode. Again, go check those guys out. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more of them, you can find them on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating and follow us on Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. Uh, Come join us on the Discord. We always love talking to you guys and sharing memes and doing goofy shit there. The link to that is going to be in the description. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.